Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. Welcome to episode 42 of the Happy Half Hour. Special episode here from, from Spartanburg. We are closing up training camp, and it's just me and Darren. So this is all new Yeah, me. Kristen Balboni is on special assignment this Special week. assignment. She has a lot of special assignments, it seems like, right now. She absolutely does. She's awesome, and she's killing it down here. So she's working on a 100 different things. So Will and I are just sitting around eating Bojangles in the office. So we figured we'd come over here and talk today. Yeah, How about we, that? We got some football. Y'all want to hear about football? We like football. Let's talk you, football. People seem to like football, and there's a lot of football going on. There is no doubt about that. So it it is Wednesday. We've just had our first uh, joint practice with the Ravens. Uh, Darren, you saw some joint practices with Indy last week. How did today's compare? Well, it, and I think the interesting thing about these joint practices, and and we'll see. I'm still curious to see what tomorrow's looks like with the Ravens. But the thing I have taken away from this primarily is you're looking at two rosters that that's where the Panthers are trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, and it's not, oh, my God, they're so far behind. But these are teams that are in the playoffs every year. These are teams that have established themselves on both lines of scrimmage. These are teams that are really good and, and really smart, good coaches, good GMs, who you know know what they want to be, and the Panthers are still trying to figure out what they want to be. So I think it's valuable to kind of, you know, they walked into Indy last Thursday and kind of got punched in the face a little bit on that first day. Mm-hmm. And they were getting pushed around a, a little, and it got a bunch of people's attention. Friday was a much better practice. Today wasn't as weird and sloppy and messy as that first day in Indy was. And I think guys are starting to get some of that is we can't do it like this every day. Mm-hmm. It can't be all the DBO sign touching and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I think the message is starting to come through, and it should. But I, I think the reality is it's good for Matt Rule to show his team the kind of people you want to be. Yep. And, and if you're in the NFC South, and if you're on the other side of the bracket from them, it's safe enough to point over there and say, yeah, okay, that's how you want to put together a roster. That's what your offensive line is supposed to look like. That's what your defensive line is supposed to look like. And pretty two pretty good examples because those those teams are as solid. And I think people hear solid as a, as a slight, but those are teams that win 10-11 games every year. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, the Panthers aren't there yet. I think they're moving in an appropriate direction, and there are things you've seen in these practices along the way that suggest some movement in that direction. But we'll see. 
as as the preseason goes on and the season goes on, how much they begin to look like those teams they're trying to emulate. It certainly seems on the defensive line standpoint, you know, from Sunday's game, you know, a strip sack, another sack for mm. um, from Etor, uh, Frankie Louvu, you know, busting in. He had a big play today. Uh, Brian Burns with a forced fumble today. You know, that that kind of that pass rush, that pressure, you know, getting getting push up the middle. You know, Phil Hoskins had a couple plays that people were looking at on Twitter mm. where he was getting big push. Uh, you know, what have you seen so far from that? Is, is that carrying through? I, I think that's where they're closest. I, yeah. I think when you think about, you know, the process in, in that direction, that's clearly the side of the ball where they're closest to. And making the most headway and you know it's kind of interesting we had Scott Fitterer over talking earlier today and and I asked him about JC Horn and he talked about that alpha mentality mm-hmm. and he's like JC walks in the room and there's a gravity about him that people know and part of it's being born to Joe Horn part of it is being in the NFL life for so long but JC just walks out on that field and when a fight breaks out Marcus Peters runs over and is jawing at JC yeah Marcus Peters is that guy yeah. in Baltimore. And when that guy recognizes that guy here, I think that says something. And, and other players, you can see the way they respond to J.C. on the field that he's different. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is he is not like the other kids. He's not like a rookie who walks in here kind of big-eyed and not knowing what training camp's all about and what's expected of him. He kind of he kind of knows, and he comes in. And I think it's interesting. When J.C. had a couple picks early in practice, you could hear coaches saying, yeah, but you got to watch your hands. Mm-hmm. You're committing too many penalties. And, and they're constantly leaning on him because they know he's capable of a pretty high level of football. So they keep pushing him to do more. And I and I think kind of what they got, and it was interesting hearing Fitterer say it, I mean, it's, it's hard for football people to praise rookies this amount. Yep. They're just not used to it. It feels weird. It's not what they expect to do because you're expecting to constantly remind rookies of what they've still got to do, what they don't know yet. And, and there's not as much of that with J.C. because he keeps moving the target out there farther and farther away. So, you know, I think with him being mature, with all those passes, rushers like you said I mean to see that kind of pressure from a second pass rush group with Marquise Haynes you know kind of leading the way out there and Frankie Louvu jumping in and making some plays it's it's a good sign for what they're going to be able to do and the depth they've created I think we also saw it especially the second day in Indianapolis you saw Shaq Thompson and Hassan Reddick and Daquan Jones and those guys sort of bow up and stick their chest out mm-hmm. and say, all right, this is who we're going to be. Yeah. This right here is what we're going to be about. You know, we'll be about that life today, whereas the first day they were not about that life. Yep. So today it looked like there were a couple guys that we maybe hadn't seen in a while starting to come back on the practice field. Where are we from an injury standpoint I, right now? I think getting a lot closer, you know, getting some of the Miles Hartz fields back. You know, Denzel Perriman was out there today for the first time since the first day in pads when he kind of tweaked a muscle. Um, And we don't really have any idea what to expect from Denzel. But some of the other guys are, are getting back into shape. A.J. Boye is getting closer. Mm-hmm. But he's another one of those guys. A.J. Boye is such a known commodity that it's almost like – like, okay, use these reps in training camp. See if Miles Hartsfield can play nickel. See yeah. if you can do this with other corners. Let's throw more reps Keith Taylor's way and see how he responds. So uh, I, I, the indication I get is that AJ's going to be all right by the start of the regular season. You know, may not be out here much 
for the next week. But what does A.J. Boye really need to do in a preseason at this point in his career? He's, thir- right. he's basically 30 years old, nine years into the league. So, you know, he know- he knows what's happening out here. So I-, I would say on that side of the ball especially, the signs are reasonably positive. They're not deep. Uh, they're not deep at linebacker. Uh, they've got guys dinged up and they've got, you know, some questions in the second and third lines, but Jermaine Carter's been really good this camp, mm-hmm. I, I thought. I mean, in watching him, I always wondered what to make of him and whether he was just a guy, kind of the way Tahir Whitehead was just a guy last year, but he's not. He's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit more solid. He can still run. He can still move. But I think the vibe I get off Jermaine Carter is just of incredible competence, there's not a, oh, God, where's he going now? There's not a <laughs> false step this direction mm-hmm. or yeah, any of that kind of stuff. I mean, Jermaine just, it, for a young guy, he feels like one of those young guys that gets it. Yeah. And, and I think that's good to have in the middle. And as long as him and Shaq are on the field, you know, at those two basically inside linebacker spots, I think, you know, there's kind of a floor through which they're not going to fall. Mm-hmm. Now, if one of those guys gets hurt, obviously, and they've talked about trying to keep Shaq off the field, not playing as many snaps as he did last year, they don't have that guy yet. They're still looking to see if, you know, cats like Julian Stanford, uh, you know, Clay Johnston can be backup linebackers that they can trust in there, and, and that's going to be something that continues through cuts. I mean, I think linebacker is one of those positions where you can plug in guys later who are in another camp or maybe not even in a camp at all, and they can pick up quickly. You saw him bring in Josh Bynes last week. And Josh, he's kind of one of those old heads who you know what he's going to do. You, and that's the thing with those guys. You, knowing what to expect is a big part of what you want out of that linebacker. And if and if I can adjust expectations to you and know what you're going to do, basically play in, play out, I can plan around all the other stuff. So that's a long way of saying Jermaine's pretty good, but they're not particularly deep there. Yep. Uh, your favorite topic, the offensive line. Yeah. What's going on there? About that. Um, you know, here's the thing. I know you, you people, the people listening. All, all to, you people out all there. All you people out there who listen to this podcast, who are on the Twitter machine, who call into the radio shows, all of you people hate Camp Irving. They don't. I mean, there's, you know, it's almost like, it feels like sometimes when I talk about Cam Irving, I'm almost apologetic about it because it's like, you know, nobody's expecting him to be the answer at left tackle. And I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you he's going to the Pro Bowl anytime soon. He's got to A, stay healthy, and B, be a more consistent player than he's been. But they like him Mm -hmm. and they think he's all right and I think the stuff about Taylor Moten playing on the right side is more driven externally than it is internally yes you playing on the left side yeah 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 playing on the left so I I think I have always thought they would have much rather just left Taylor alone Mm -hmm. and, and proceed accordingly and you know, playing him on the left side was just in case of emergency break glass. And, you know, listen, Cam Irving's not been a durable guy in his career. So we'll see. I talked to him in Indy. He said part of that is part of that is keeping on weight and staying mm-hmm. in the 305, 308, 310 range as opposed to getting down under 300, you know. And they think, you know, the coaching staff is keeping a close eye on that. And they honestly believe with the scheme they want to play, being a little more zone blocking, that his athleticism, his feet – help him again that ain't me saying it it's them and and they are increasingly defensive about him Mm. 
I mean, it, when you talk to coaches about Cam Irving, it's like, hey, wait a minute, he's okay. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. you know, up on the balls of their feet saying, I don't know why everybody thinks he stinks, but he he doesn't in our mind. And, well, and, and that's, I mean, that's a that's a product of no one's actually really seen him. I mean, in terms of they yeah. out, you know, listeners out there, it's just, you know, they're, you know, seeing what grades they took from PFF right. and what PFF someone said about drive something. a lot of this kind of stuff. Right. That's, you know, what someone true. said from Kansas City from three years ago. Sure. I mean, but I mean, I and think three your years point, ago in Kansas City, he weighed 285 and right. was playing guard. Right. So. And but your point about him, I mean, you know, he does need to get on the field. You know, like the the injury stuff is and not that, you know, a guy is just one guy is going to be more injury prone than another. You know, sometimes things just happen. But at the same time, like, you know, you do need to have feel like he's going to be a guy that can be there, can play 16 games or 17 games there. Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't seen him a ton, you know, intermittent spurts so far in camp. A little right. Bit, but and, and we're getting pretty close to the time. I mean, Matt's talked about this all offseason that you reach a certain point in the in the preseason where you want to find your best five. Mm-hmm. Your best five. He keeps saying your best five. And it certainly appears at this moment that his best five includes Cam Irving, Pat Elfline, Matt Paradis, John Miller, Taylor Moten. Yep. Now, Matt really likes him some Dennis Daly. Yeah. What did he call him the other day? A uniquely powerful guard. <laughs> you know, which I thought was an interesting turn of phrase. And Brady Christensen looked good the other day in a preseason game. Deontay Brown had a really good first game. And seeing those two together on the right side – I think fuels a little more of that. Well, mm-hmm. Taylor's already there, yeah. so what do you do with him? Yep. Um, you know, but Brady, I think, jumped in and played left guard a little bit in the second half of that game um, and looked all right. Didn't He hadn't played a lot of guard in his life, but he looked okay at it. But I, I like – and, again, everybody's got a type. I like my guards big and massive and able to move people. And John Miller's one of those kind of guys. And so it was weird today. John Miller kind of got rocked back and – knocked on his back a little bit and it's like John Miller never gets knocked on his back he's big boy and Deontay Brown's kind of that way too so when you see big guys like Daly like Brown like John Miller in the middle it gives you a little you know something resembling hope that they're at least moving in the right direction there the the thing we used to joke with Max about back in the day to kind of make a little more light here Darren is that whenever he would write about someone like he would kind of have the Madden curse Max's Madden curse. Yeah. It, does that now apply to you? I hope not. I hope not either. But, you know, we a I fantastic wanna... article about our guy Panashik last week. And, you know, and then he yeah. went, and, yeah. I mean, and you know what? You know when you go into this situation like that, that the Mike Panashuks of the world are. Panashuk, sorry. Panashuk. It's heavy on the shoe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and we got a lot of nice comments from our readers in Poland. And and that's always good when we can expand the fan base a little bit. But, you know, going in, and, and he knows. I mean, and he knew that he was a long shot to make this roster. When you're a, when you're a practice squad defensive lineman and the first thing the coach tells you in the offseason is, have you ever played center? Yeah, I mean, your yeah. chances at long-term yeah. stability on the roster, not great. But it does speak, and I think he's such a neat kid. And I would love to see him get another shot somewhere. Unfortunately for him, he got hurt in the indie joint workouts and didn't get a chance to play Sunday. So when he was waived, he was waived with an injury settlement. And, you know, I hope he's able to get back in somebody's camp because he has the kind of work ethic. He has the kind of, you know, Matt calls it that brand. I mean, he's that brand kind of guy because mm-hmm. he works, because he grinds, because you knew every day he was showing up to get after it. Yep. This weekend, first home game. 
for the preseason. Mm-hmm. Ravens coming in. It should be pretty exciting to have seven o'clock home game, and hopefully, uh, this is kind of Will putting on his marketing hat. Um, ah. You know, all all of our fans. Hopefully, this weekend we'll actually be able to to watch some of it. Yeah, I, you know? and I tell you what, I I circled back. If you are not watching the Carolina Panthers television network preseason broadcast, what is wrong with you? <laughs> We're talking about unfiltered eighty nine. Yeah. And so we, this this time we've got to make sure that it works. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it out there. And if you can't if you can't find it on your TV, listen online. Panthers.com, Panthers app. It's there, and Steve Smith is incredible. My mom called me, and she said she was listening from the kitchen, and she's like, "I think he just called somebody stupid." Yep, yeah, that's him. That's a boy. <laughs> he, um, you know, I loved Steve's energy about this because he has approached broadcasting the way he approached playing football, and I'm, and I mean that by saying he takes it very seriously. He's passionate about doing a good job and proving to people he can do it. So I mean, he's he's out there watching practice and getting into granular football, but it's that personality. I mean, it's mm-hmm. eighty nine, man. You never know what's going to fall out of that mouth. I don't think he knows a lot of times. I mean, listen, are there lines Steve's got teed up and ready to go that he mm-hmm. knows he's going to drop in at a certain time? Probably so. But that's part of his charm because even though you think you can't say that on TV. He says it anyway because it's, it's Steve. It's out there, yep. That's Steve Smith. That's our guy. He's 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 fascinating, and, and he's so much fun. And I think, you know, not that preseason football isn't the most serious enterprise on planet Earth right now, but he makes it fun. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I think when people try to get caught up in some of the minutia of the game and here's the score and here's the down and distance, you lose it. But Steve Steve's talking ball. And, and that's his element, and that's what he's great at. And that's why it's so much fun for me. I mean, listen, ordinarily, I would not circle back and re-watch a broadcast of a preseason game that I had already watched one time. Uh, but listening to Steve again, that was it's like, okay, that's worth the price of admission right there. Are you going to do it again? Sure. Why Why wouldn't you? Give our readers even more Sunday joy as they come it, back and hear what Steve said on Saturday night. Exactly. The best of 89 is a thing now on Panthers.com. It's, it's so um, if you've got tips for the best of 89, send them to us, uh, preferably with the game time and everything flagged so we can go back in our DVR and find them quickly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I just think it's tremendous fun for everybody. And when you've got somebody who means as much to the organization as he does, Man, this was a no-brainer, and and I think it's going really well for a guy who's done it exactly one time. So tomorrow, last day of training camp. Yeah, I can't believe we've already reached this point, but I want your best moments of the I-85 experience. I'm trying to avoid the I-85 experience as much as I can. It's actually, frankly, kind of miserable. Uh, I have taken to getting off of 85 as soon as I can. You cross state line in Blacksburg, get on Highway 29, and uh-huh. take the back roads in, man. It's a lot less stress that way. What's your What's your favorite town between Blacksburg, Gaffney, and Cowpens? Or Lickety Creek, for that matter. Wow. Uh, I didn't even know Lickety Creek. It's, it's, it's real quick in between Gaffney and Cowpens. It's just huh. literally just a bridge 
That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I just like, I, I was driving that road the other night and saw a barbecue shack with a wood pile outside it. Yes. And that's how you know a barbecue shack's good. If they've got a wood pile, the barbecue's going to be good um, and not just cooked on gas. So if you've got a wood pile outside your barbecue shack, I'm probably going to stop. It was closed on Sunday night the other week when I went past. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the good stuff right there. I mean, you hate, I, I hate giving up a chance to drive by the peachoid. Yeah. But man, I'm I'm getting too old for this. I don't need the stress no, in my life of no. constant I eighty five construction. And you know, I I would also be remiss to get through this episode without saying God bless Matt Rule for the self awareness. <laughs> the other day in press conference he was asked about his offensive line and he said, Yeah, we're kinda like I eighty five coming down here. We're under construction. I was like, wow, Matt. Did you read hey, the comments on that one? Yeah, I imagine that one got pretty good. I uh, I would have said it's more like exit 3A off 277. Yep, yep. But, uh, but, yeah, under construction, that works. But hopefully Matt gets his offensive line straightened out sooner than the state of South Carolina gets I-85 <sighs> up and running again. I asked Kristen on her way down what she listens to, and she says she's a Drake person in the morning. In an audiobook person on the way home in the afternoons. What about you? You, I tend to get in the car. I mean, I've got satellite radio in the car, so I've got, you know, the five preset stations that are always there. But I was scanning through the other night just trying to get through it. I mean, it's, like I said, it gets a little stressful and you need to unwind. But, uh, yeah, I'm a satellite radio guy, so... Be Usually a- Outlaw Country or Classic Rewind or Ozzy's Boneyard. Which sounds weird when you say you want to relax while you're driving, but every now and then you just need a little motorhead in your life. Oh my gosh. Darren, so we're wrapping up camp tonight and we're doing it the best way possible with a digital party. What was what? What's your favorite moment of, of getting to hang out with us youngins? I, it's so cool. And I, I swear, I think people think I'm making this up and being a company man or being corny or whatever, but being in a room with all these people we work with energizes me. It's like, I mean, it's training camp for us too. You get to know your coworkers at a different level. You know, I walked in here and didn't really know a thing about Chanel. I didn't know a Mm -hmm. thing about Kyle Toot. I didn't know a thing about Alex. And now I I at least know something about these people and, you know, what makes them tick, their idiosyncrasies, what they're really good at. And these people are really good at the things they do. Chanel Smith Walker is an incredible mm-hmm. photographer. You guys should follow her on all of the Instagrams and social medias. She is amazing at what she does. And she's got a little sass about it. Oh yeah. And that's oh, yeah. what I like about we were we were talking the other night in Indy and, and something came up about getting in fights when you were a kid and somebody asked Chanel if she'd ever been in a fight and she said, Nobody's ever tried me. <laughs> We're all like, dang, Chanel. (laughs) I'm not trying now. And and we're definitely not now. Uh So... Uh, I, it's tremendous fun. I mean, all the minor inconveniences. Listen, do I want to sleep on a dorm bed one more night? I do not. Uh, do I want to sleep in a dorm room with a thermostat that's stuck <laughs> at 67 degrees? I do not. That's too cold. Uh, that's not enough heats in my room at night. So, you know, all that stuff kind of fades away. But this is, it's a cool experience for us as a digital team because we're in the same place. We see the work, you know, and it's not just that me meeting news new people they now know how i operate and what i'm doing and i know what kyle's doing and you know it's just just like with the football team got a better sense of your team and the people you work with and that can only be good for the product that's it yeah well another episode 42 of the happy half hour 
in the books, just like this training camp. And I'm not going to tell them all the stories about you after hours. No, we're no, not going to. We're not going to do Spartanburg after dark. That might be a <laughs> that might be an extra bonus episode. Yeah, you got to subscribe and pay for that you one. You got, you know, maybe you could sponsor the Happy Half Hour. Yeah, we'll and, put that and, behind a paywall and you know put something on it. Yeah, we'll definitely do Spartanburg after dark stories in a different format. Well, for Kristen Balboni, who's not here with us, but here because in spirit. Because she's on special assignment. Special assignment. You can see her all weekend on the huddle, on the game broadcast, on the radio, everywhere. She'll be around. For Darren Gant, I'm Will Bryant. Thanks, guys. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.